to help us journey in prayerful anticipation to the coming of Jesus to our lives at Christmas. We will journey from hope to peace, joy, and love. And we will do this journey uh, with the gifts and the virtues that God has given us to prepare our hearts to welcome Jesus, the Savior, through these four sessions that we are going to go through. Perhaps you already have seen the Christmas lights at Orchard Road, because that was, according to Sandra, what the lights are lit every year on the 15th of November, right? Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, or perhaps you have heard the carols playing at the shopping centers. You know, the commercial world is always ready to sell. So perhaps you have already heard the carols in the shopping, shopping centers. We will journey from, as I said, from hope to peace and the four uh, weeks of, of Advent. Because before we celebrate Christmas, for us Catholics, we know that we have four weeks to prepare our lives to welcome Jesus, which is the reason for the season, right? And we also know that Christmas is more than the carols and the presents. We know that Christmas is the coming, uh, celebrating of the coming of Jesus. And so we are given this opportunity to journey together, to prepare our lives to welcome Jesus. So with this Sunday celebration of Christ the King, we moved to the beginning of the liturgical calendar, the year C. And we are invited to light the candle of hope and let the certainty of our hope guide us to Christ. With this, uh, uh, we start off the Advent season. For the past almost two years of the pandemic, we have been hoping for a positive change, an improvement to the situation until today, right? We are still hoping for an improvement to the situation. We have been hoping for a vaccine and we already have a vaccine. We have been hoping for a cure, etc. Hope will undoubtedly carry us through these very uncertain times. We want to journey during this Advent season to move from our doubts and our uncertainties and pessimism about the future. We want to move away from that. That's what God is inviting us to do. So as we journey, we prepare ourselves spiritually to strengthen our confidence and trust in God's promises. And that's one of the reasons why I choose one of today's tonight's passage, which is in the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. And he says, this is in Romans 5. So then, now that we have been justified by faith, we are at peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is through him by faith that we have been admitted into God's favor in which we are living and look forward exultantly to God's glory. He starts with a very positive note, right? And then he goes on and says, not only that, if that is not enough, he says, not only that, let us exalt too in our hardships, understanding that hardships develops perseverance, and perseverance develops a tested character. Who doesn't want that, right? Something that gives us hope, and a hope which will not let us down, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which has been given to us. Hope has been already given to us, poured into our hearts, and Paul says, and he invites us to be glad in our hardships without allowing difficulties 
to overwhelm us or let our problems doubt God's love will help us persevere and eventually develop a tested character. Without hardships, without difficulties, there can be a tested character. We need to go through all this. And certainly we have gone through all that. When I think about hardships, perseverance, and a tested character during Advent, St. Joseph comes to mind. We're still in the year of St. Joseph until the end of 8th of December. So he comes to mind uh, because he was living a peaceful and regular life in Nazareth. Perhaps like many of us, a peaceful and regular life. He was engaged to Mary and it was about time they would live their life together. Nevertheless, his world was turned upside down when he became aware of Mary's pregnancy. So in the Gospel of Matthew, we are told that Joseph was a man who always did what was right. But he did not want to disgrace Mary pub publicly. So he made plans to break her the engagement privately. So Joseph was suddenly going through a lot. And the gospel continues. While he was thinking about this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Then the angel explained to him why, right? Because the child she was expecting was the child of the Holy Spirit. And then the angel told him how great Jesus is and well, I do not know how much of all this went through, you know, through Joseph. But he was, um, he was listening, right? So when Joseph woke up, the gospel says, he married Mary. This is a good news version. He says, as he woke up, or when, after he woke up, when he woke up, he married Mary as the angel of the Lord had told him to amazing <laughs> how he was able to understand be open to the message of God at times we also have our plans plans in our daily life and we envision the future somehow smooth yet when things turn out so different from what we plan it is tough to exalt right as St. Paul says exalt and rejoice in your hardships right it is not that easy. I mean, when we look at these two situations, how did, you know, how did it happen? What happened? How to persevere and develop a tested character when confronted with dreams, shattering experiences? How? How to develop a tested character when confronted with death or an unexpected change to our lives? which is something that we all fear, a change in our lives. Joseph most probably felt anger, sadness, disappointment. Why not? He was engaged to this woman called Mary, whom he thought he knew, and suddenly everything changed. Perhaps he was also confused. So in prayer, we can ponder and ask, what made Joseph change and agree to collaborate with God's plan? 
if we are sometimes reluctant to accept such changes, such challenges in our lives, what made him change? What made him accept? What made him move on? He was familiar with God's promises and he recognized these events happening in his life, no matter how dream shattering they were, as part of God's will. Pope Francis, in his message for the opening of the year of St. Joseph, said, wrote in the letter in the message, even though Joseph's fears, God's will, his history, and his plan were at work. Joseph then teaches us that faith in God includes believing that he can work even through our fears, our frailties, and our weaknesses. He also teaches us that we must never be afraid to let the Lord steer our course amidst the tempest of life. That's a very challenging thing to do, right? At times, we want to be in complete control. I think that at times and most of the time, we want to be in control. Yet God always sees the bigger picture. And that's the reason why he invites us to trust. It is not easy to allow God to steer the course of our life. It is not easy. We like to be in control and to call the shots when there are changes. Because then we feel more at ease. Because we know what's going to happen. Joseph had to let go and let God lead. That act of surrender allowed him to find his trust and hope again in God's providence for the journey ahead. I think this is a very, a very encouraging uh, experience that we can see in the life of St. Joseph. He had to surrender. He had to change. He had to follow. But he did it, did it very, very much uh, at peace. He let go and he let God lead. Hope is not a wish, right? A feeling or a strong desire for something that cannot or probably will not happen. On the contrary, hope is a virtue, a gift, gift from God. The certainty that God is Emmanuel, God with us. And that was the certainty that Joseph had. And that's why he was at peace. We need hope in our lives. It is through hope that we grow in confidence that God will fulfill his promises to us. And God is faithful. There are many, many experiences that I have in my life after 20 over years of missionary life, many, many. But one of the things that I can say with a lot of certainty is that God fulfills his promises. Not when I expect it, not the way I expect it, but in his way, in his time. And I'm very, very certain that he does fulfill his promises. When God promised us, promised us a savior, he fulfilled his promise by sending Jesus into the world to live among us, to live with us, to be one of us. And one by one, God fulfill, fulfills all his promises. If we persevere through our hardships, we will develop a tested character. In the life of Jesus, we can see that he went through so many challenges. 
And despite them all, he stood firm in the last trial he had to overcome, which is death. He stood firm. It is the daily challenges we overcome with hope, with trust, that can help us go through the toughest challenges in life. And perhaps like Jesus, the last trial, which will be death. To have hope, to have hope does not mean to be naive. I, I, don't, I definitely don't see hope as a naive illusion. No, not at all. Instead, we are realistic about life because we face the challenges, the disappointments, the trials, the difficulties that come our way. We do not evade them. We face them with God in hope. We do not allow difficulties to define us. or to defeat us, we don't. In the case of Joseph, he was able to overcome his suspicions, because perhaps he was suspicious, right, of all the changes in life and doubts and welcome the mission that God entrusted to him. What was that mission? What did it entail? The mission to be a father to Jesus, a husband to Mary and an example to us, of what it means to collaborate in God's plan of salvation with all its consequences, because it always has consequences. So perhaps what we might be asking now, you know, what comes to our mind is, yes, I want to have hope. I want to develop a tested character in my life. But how, you know, like Mary, when she asked, how can this be? How are we, how did Joseph, you know, as a, or how was Joseph able to trust and hope? How are we going to hope and trust in our lives? In the Gospel of Matthew, we read that God spoke to Joseph in a dream, to the reality he was living. And he was docile enough to believe that it was God's will and plan. He did not dismiss the dream as saying, why was I dream? Why was I dreaming this, right? Oh, why did it happen? <laughs> no. Even though he did not have the complete picture of things, he trusted. He took one step at a time. He can't give us more light. We need to take this step. So God spoke to, to Joseph in dreams. Many times I have, you know, when I pray with this passage, um, of course, I would like God to talk to me in dreams, right? <laughs> it will save me a lot of time <laughs> and a lot of searching for God's will. If he comes and tell me in my dreams, oh, kill two birds on one stone, right? But no, it doesn't happen that way, at least not in, in my life. <laughs> So God spoke uh, to Joseph in dreams because perhaps in the day, Joseph's mind was too crowded with making plans, you know, activating plan B. Since plan A was not working, perhaps his mind was too busy thinking about 
how, you know, why. The usual questions that we also ask when we are confronted with a difficulty, we usually ask, why? Why me? Why now, right? And that is a huge block for God to talk to us. If instead we ask, how? You know, Lord, this is the situation, so how can I do, you know? What can I do? How are you inviting me to take the next step? That opens the dialogue. So perhaps during the day, Joseph's mind was too crowded, too confused and full of doubts. And God needed that calmness of rest. Perhaps that's what the evangelist wants to try or wants to tell us, that he needed that peace, that space of that calmness of rest to break through. God needed that peace to break through the worries of Joseph. So, yes, at times we also need to, step, to take a step back and allow God to talk to us and allow the voice of God to resound in our hearts and allow him to have you know, a space, a place. In our case, Advent provides us with the opportunity to intensify the silence in our hearts through prayer for the voice of God and his word to resound more clearly and more to the reality that we live so that we can welcome Jesus, our hope into our lives. Advent is an opportunity for us to let God talk to us, you know, but we need to make silence. Advent is very much that um, time and space that we give God so that he can talk to us and he can prepare us to welcome Emmanuel, God with us. Ultimately, as in Paul says, our hope will not disappoint us because the love of God, Holy Spirit, has been poured out into our hearts. We have the gift of hope in us, waiting for us to unleash its certainty as we journey. Paul, St. Paul says, we have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been poured into our hearts. And that's the reason why our hope is, does not disappoint us. Jesus doesn't disappoint us. But we need that time and we need to give him that time and space to be able to listen to him. Advent is a time to turn inwards, to search for the voice and the guidance of the Holy Spirit who accompanies us and encourages us as we live through the daily challenges. Advent is a time of, to intensify prayer. And so if in your plans you know, for year end is already traveling, good luck to you, right? But if you are staying in Singapore as most of us are, well, perhaps it's, a, it's an invitation to live Advent in a different way, right? Since we have perhaps more time, not very sure because now that everyone, we all work from home, we are more tied down, but perhaps it's a, it's, it's a matter of making the option to live Advent in a very different way, to give God that time and space he needs in our lives so that he can accompany us and encourage us through the daily challenges of life. So the invitation is to live this season of prayerful anticipation by focusing our attention on welcoming Jesus in prayer, making space for him. And so as we start, you know, as we enter, we try to you know, enter in prayer, 
I want to invite you during this time of silence, which is a very short time, simply to give our attention to God. I hope you are in a quiet corner in your house, wherever you are, and just quiet down all the voices and the noises. And since we are preparing, right, let's ask God for what we need. If it is silence, ask him to grant you the gift of silence. If it is prayer, to grant us the gift of prayer. If it is, you know, courage, give us the gift of courage so that we can take that step that he's inviting us to take. So in this time of prayer, I would like to invite you to take the word, you know, deepen in the word, read the word, um, taste the word, allow the word of God to talk to you to the reality that you live. And after these 20 minutes of prayer, of silent prayer and reading the word, We'll come back to give thanks to God, you know, to offer a prayer, a thanksgiving, whatever comes out from our heart. So I'll share with you the passages and you can switch off your cameras and in 20 minutes we come back um, to give thanks. <laughs> 